Shout out to everybody in Baltimore, man. This is a Baltimore two-step classic out this motherfucker. Gucci should have played this last night. I'm talking about we're going to let this rock for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm about to do my time. Hey Baltimore. Hey Gracious host. Mitchell Brown, so good to be here. So glad to be doing this podcast, even though, even though America, we are cold in New Jersey. Wasn't that cold today, but it was cold as fuck this week. And I was teasing. That, um, you know, it, it that, uh, you know, the whole thing with global warming, climate change, um, it's been unseasonably warm. I mean, on earth, but, uh, we haven't had like the really, really cold, brutal winters that, uh, I remember having growing up in this part of the world. And, uh, let me tell you. Tuesday and Wednesday and maybe even Thursday of this week was like, oh, bitch, we're going to give you what you asked for. I need to shut my ass up because it was hella cold or maybe I'm just getting old or maybe it's a combination of both. But like I remember when, you know, you could be outside playing around outside in, in November, December, January, playing in the snow as a child and you was never even cold. Now, I can't like like the walk from. You know, where you park your car at Target to inside of Target, feel like you're about to get pee pneumonia. It's uh, really, 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 really fucked up. Um, or maybe it's not. I mean, that's what I get for living in New Jersey and, and like dealing with winters. It's one of the best things, right? And I mean, that was a perfect transition. We talk about the cold to talk about this versus, but I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about music before we talk about this versus. And I'm going to try to um, bring everything back into perspective with my first topic as well as my last topic. I'm going to try to do that. I got some notes, but um, Meg Thee Stallion's album came out. Well, her debut album again, her other debut. And, And if this is the debut, I don't know what Sugar was. I don't know what the other one was. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, I mean, there's maybe about four or five Meg Thee Stallion projects that I've heard. I've yet to hear this one. Um, but, but they're telling me that this one is, uh, the debut album for Meg Thee Stallion. And if it is great, I don't, Fever, 
right? What, what was fever? What was sugar? I, I have no idea. But, I mean, good for her, right? I hope this album is good. Um, yeah, that, that's all that I have. I'm going to go out on a limb because I have not listened to this album. And I swear for Joseph, I have not listened to this album. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's probably some bars in this album about that little nigga from Canada. And I imagine that you're going to be able to find some dusty motherfuckers on Twitter or whatever your social media site of choice is that have something negative to say about Megan because she's telling her or giving her account about how she allegedly got shot by one of her colleagues and or love interests. And I'm here to tell those people um, to shut the fuck up because we don't know what happened. And I'm going to trust the woman that got shot when she tells us, hey, I got shot. And I'm going to talk about some women that are kind of hard to trust a little bit later. Um, But for now, um, you know, let's kind of keep the main thing the main thing. All right. So um, 2 Chains came out with an album. And this this has been low key a pretty good year of music thus far. I mean, it's almost over. But this has been a pretty, pretty good year of music. 2 Chains came out with an album. And um, I I listened to some of it. Goody Mob came out with an album. I haven't listened to a lot of the Goody Mob album. Busta Rhymes came out with a really good album. And I'm not a Busta Rhymes fan, but his album was really good. There's a lot of good music that came out. And this 2 Chains album, albeit good, is a 2 Chains album. You know, um, my favorite 2 Chains project was Pretty Girls Like Trap Music um, in terms of total albums. But, you know, this 2 Chains is... <sighs> Two Chains is starting to become a victim of his own success. Right? So um you guys might have have seen that Kevin Hart special that's out. Um Kevin Hart is what I would call a victim of his own success. Right? Like as comedians age their comedy is supposed to get a little bit more edgier, right? It's supposed to get a little bit more cutthroat in their comedy, right? The jokes are supposed to bite a little bit more. You might think about um, the Dave Chappelle thing. Whenever Dave Chappelle comes out with a special, everybody picks apart, you know, the Dave Chappelle um, jokes. And, you know, we critique how um, we feel like Dave is above whatever we feel like he's above in terms of the people that he jokes on, right? When he when he cracks jokes on uh, uh, people in the gay community or the transgender community or whatever, or I guess that's the same community, right? I, I guess, I don't know. But um, we, we call that punching down. Say, oh man, that's so above Dave. Dave doesn't need to make those kind of jokes. But that's always been the jokes that Dave has made. So like, you know, uh, most of us met Dave Chappelle from his sketch comedy show, and, and he was literally making toilet humor jokes on that show. Um, granted, we might 
hold Dave to a higher esteem, but not if Dave does it. If Dave still wants to make toilet jokes, that's Dave's prerogative. I say that to say Kevin Hart kind of boxed himself in to the point where Kevin Hart can't make jokes about anybody unless he's making jokes about Kevin Hart. And quite frankly, that's not the kind of comedy that I'm interested in looking at. I don't think it's funny um, to hear a guy like Kevin Hart crack jokes on his family. Right? Not when he goes to the lengths that he goes through to involve his family in his comedy, in his career, in his productions, in the movies that he makes. Right? Like, bro, your family ain't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's going to be a lot of people I'm already hearing. And I sound hella presidential in this podcast. I might, man, I'm, I'm, I might write that down. This might be the presidential podcast. This might be the presidential podcast because there's a lot of people saying, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about um, how Kevin Hart sneakily misses cheating. And that's what the theme of this comedy special is about. How much he... Wishes he can cheat again. And all of these people in the You Go Girl Coalition are on their Twitters in their fleets. Shout out to Twitter, by the way. Um, Tom about how Kevin Hart misses cheating and how he wants to cheat again. Bitch, let me tell you something. If a nigga like Kevin Hart wanted to cheat again, that nigga would cheat. I mean, we, like, what is we talking about here? We acting like Kevin Hart ain't switch wives on us mid-career like if the nigga wanted to cheat the nigga would cheat you kidding me whatever stopped the nigga from cheating in the past especially a nigga with the money that kevin hart got what makes you think that this nigga not cheating what makes you think that this nigga not cheating because he wants to but he just don't have what the opportunity you kidding me right like like what do you mean i don't you know what i'm saying i don't i don't get it um, I watched some of his comedy shows, his like comedy special on, on Netflix. And I'm not going to say it wasn't funny so much as it wasn't for me. My, my style of entertainment, um, especially comedy, especially stand up comedy. I want some edge to my shit. I don't want no soft shit. Pause. Um, but Kevin Hart. He can't give us that. And that's fine. Right? Like, one of my favorite stand-up comedians is a man named George Carlin. God rest the dead. George Carlin can't... His success level cannot breathe the, 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 the fart of Kevin Hart's success in terms of mainstream success. Right? Um, but if we're talking about stand-up comedy, some of the some of the best stand-up comedians never ever seen mainstream success for one reason or another, right? One of the most amazing stand-up comedians is a man named Patrice O'Neill. Also, you know, died prematurely. But Patrice O'Neill, his style of comedy would have never seen mainstream success, and that's okay. He was still a funny motherfucker, right? Um, Kevin Hart don't make comedy for me. Kevin Hart makes makes uh, 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 network television comedy. Yeah, he might throw a fuck and a bitch and a shit in there every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? But he makes 
comedy that they could show on Channel 4 type of shit. He don't make HBO comedy. He's not going to make comedy that makes people upset. And, and quite frankly, in 2020, if you're not making somebody upset with your jokes, your jokes probably just aren't that good. Right. Um, but let's 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 talk about the shit that we're here to talk about. All right. I'm recording this podcast today uh, because of what happened last night. Nigga. Um, I am not. I repeat, I am not. A fan of verses. It's hard for me to on, you know, Apple TV or uh, for Instagram or whatever. It's hard for me to sit there and watch niggas play their songs. Um, it's hard for me to fake competition. Right. Like like it's called verses. But a, a, lots of times we have these artists up there who really don't have a problem with each other. And they might really like each other and enjoy each other's music. And that might be kind of a humbling, uh, pleasant experience to be a part of considering all of the bullshit that's going on in our society today, right? But when you got Jeezy and Gucci Mane, first of all, I thought this was a terrible idea. Because of the history, I'm not going to go into the history. There are plenty of people who can tell you about the history. And if you're a 19-year-old who wasn't around to live it, tough titty. Um, But there's tons of history that eh, I, I I didn't think could be overlooked, quite frankly. Um, I appreciate how hip hop, even you know, street hip hop, trap hip hop, whatever it is that you want to call the style of hip hop that Jeezy and Gucci Mane come from. I appreciate that uh, Stacey Abrams. Uh, was able to pop in at the very beginning of this versus and and you know encourage people to to vote in uh the upcoming elect the runoff election that they're having in Georgia um I've spoken about Stacey Abrams on this podcast and the good work that she continues to do but I knew what kind of night it was going to be when Gucci said can you get my charges dropped can you get my charges removed miss Stacey I was like oh yeah Drop Top Wop is in his bag. And I'm here for East Atlanta Santa. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for Gucci. I fucks with Gucci. I fucks with Jeezy also. Right? Um, and then, like, the kind of energy that Gucci had. Right? How, like, you know, he starts out with the diss track. And you're like, oh, it's going to be one of those. And that's something in, in terms of the verses, right, where you look at some of the matchups. Like I watched, um, I watched Primo and RZA and Primo looked like he was just there hanging out with his friend playing some music, whereas RZA looked like he was there to battle, right? Um, we were all kind of entertained with the DMX Snoop Dogg versus, um, and you know, X was X and Snoop was Snoop, but like those two gentlemen, they don't have any qualms with one another. Right. I think that like the the you know, we were kind of here for the spicy with with Babyface and Teddy Riley, where, you know, what I'm saying Babyface just had those sophisticated uh, kind of eloquent rich nigga jabs and shit. You know, what I'm saying those elite level jabs where he would just say things like. Oh, a remix. I didn't know we do those. 
You know what I mean? Um, it was it was shit, shit like that that we got from Bay, but we didn't get that. Now we thought that it was gonna be some static with Brandy and Monica, the boys' mind, and all that shit. And maybe if we had verses twenty years ago, nigga, we may have had that. But you know, these 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 are grown ass women, and um, you know, grown women like Brandy and Monica ain't gonna be out here making themselves look classless for our amusement. You know what I'm saying? That that just ain't that just ain't how those types of women are gonna get down. But this Gucci Jeezy thing, um, Jeezy, I mean not not Jeezy, all night motherfuckers been doing that. Gucci came in with the diss track, and and you know what I'm saying Jeezy came up with Trap or Die, followed with Standing Ovation. Um, I felt like both of these dudes had songs that they didn't play, that they should have played. Gucci more so than Jeezy. Um, even though Jeezy had a whole lot, Jeezy had a whole lot of shit that he didn't play. Jeezy didn't play Beautiful, that shit with Rick Ross and Game. He didn't play And Then What with Manny Fresh. I don't think he played Bang. And Bang would have been, Bang might have been a little bit too aggressive. Because um, you know we're going to ride home, stomp a nigga ass out till we turn the lights on. You know what I'm saying? I like, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure that was, a, you know what I'm saying? But Jeezy ain't play Crazy World. He ain't play Amazing. He ain't play Black President. He ain't play Super Freak. You know what I'm saying? He didn't play fucking I do with uh 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 Hove and 3000, right? He didn't he didn't he didn't play that. And there's a whole lot of shit that Guwap didn't play, right? Like Wap didn't play fucking Freaky Girl, he didn't play Slumber Party, he didn't play fucking Gucci Bandana. He ain't play that shit that all my Baltimore niggas love. He ain't play that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um because Gucci was focused on fucking diss records, man. Like I I was not and you talk about growth, right? You talk about growth. And I know a lot of people, speaking of growth, a, a lot of people are talking about um, the, the, the comment where Gucci was talking about uh, uh, my outfit and, and uh, my outfit 10K and, you know, my, my, my jewelry and all that. And Jeezy fired back with the uh, the real estate line. And oh, look at all, oh yeah, nigga, like, like all oh, y'all broke, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Shut the fuck up. Enjoy the shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's for our entertainment. And at the end, they, these niggas proved us that it was for our entertainment the whole time. Kinda. Right. Um. I'm a. I'm a. I'm going to throw on my tinfoil koofy for a moment, right? Um, how much was that dollar amount that uh, that Jeezy put on Gucci's head back in the day? Was it the same dollar amount as his outfit? And it was hilarious when he was like, look at my opponent. And Gucci... and. And Gucci came in leading up to it. He he, he dropped some uh, like IG lives or whatever you calling him, little buddy and all that. And he was like, "Hey man, I hope he ain't gonna have on no goofy shit like how he had on uh, on his album cover." Shout out to Jeezy. The Recession Two is out now. Check it out. I haven't listened to a minute of it. He was like, uh, "You know, is little buddy gonna have on that goofy shit he had on on his album cover?" Because I'm wearing fashion, right? So like, you knew how Gucci was coming into the battle. Um, I think that the $10,000 figure was in reference to, uh, 
some past um, bids. There was a bid that was made in, in, in a certain auction that Gucci uh, and Jeezy were a part of. And uh, just, you know, do your Googles. And um, the, the comment about the jewelry, um, when you do your Googles, you'll also talk about, you know, see how jewelry had a lot to do with um, the snafu that these gentlemen were a part of. Right. And, and this is a lesson in passive aggression. Right. Uh, but I thought that the banter was great. Um, I appreciate the way that these gentlemen ended. Um, I just wish that they would not have gone to compound afterwards. Y'all Atlanta niggas. Y'all Atlanta niggas. Y'all niggas really don't give a fuck. Like, y'all niggas is different. Like, y'all really don't. Like, we are in a pandemic. And I'm going to talk about how y'all Atlanta niggas be wilding when we get to the COVID conversation a little bit later. But we're going to derail for a second. And we're going to talk about sports, 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 sports. Right? Um... We had the NBA draft, and I didn't watch too much about the NBA draft. Um, I thought that that they did a really good job with the virtual draft. Um, we're learning who's good at their job and who's not during this pandemic, aren't we? And there's a lot of people we thought was good who ain't good, right? Who 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 can't put on functioning television shows without a studio audience and shit. They need the machine to help them. A lot of you motherfuckers that need the machine to help you. A lot of, a lot of your favorite celebrities um, sign these podcast deals and they podcast ain't worth shit. You see what I'm saying? The Hood Loves Me podcast. We're an independent podcast. Don't nobody help us do nothing. Um, I didn't want to do any ads for free. And these motherfuckers stop fucking giving me ads. Because I was like, I'm not doing no fucking ads for free. Let alone doing no ads for free for no fucking Joe Biden. I'm not doing no fucking ads for Joe Biden. I told him that I didn't want to do no ads for Joe Biden. They don't give a nigga ads no more. Um, so a- anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you got a product uh, and um, you want your you you want some promotion, holla at a nigga. Um, we could we could get shit done for you. Um, my socials are my government name, so. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter at Mitchell Brown underscore after the Brown. IG is the same. Mitchell Brown 1L with an underscore after the Brown. Um, what was I talking about? NBA draft. Yo, do me a favor. If you haven't already, look up the 22nd pick by the Denver Nuggets. It's a dude named Zeke Naji. Um, and this is no shade to that family. Congratulations to Zeke Naji on, on the outstanding accomplishment of being drafted to the NBA. Um, and Zeke Naji, his, uh, from what I understand, his dad or his mom, for all I fucking know, um, are from the great continent of Africa. And people in, in their family chose to wear some type of ethnic garb representing their African heritage. Um, and just look up what his mom had on. I'm not going to talk too much about this, this young man's mom. On here because y'all seem to be doing a great job talking about this young man's mom on Twitter. But um, this is one of the more funny images of 2020. And I'm here for anything that makes people smile in 2020. Because we don't have much to smile about in this motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? But um, 
we learned just how far the pendulum has swung in terms of power dynamics in the NBA. What I mean by that is, I was talking, and where, 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 where was I? I remember where I was. I was somewhere, and I, I'll be completely honest with you guys, America. Um, sometimes, right, I might be hanging out with my friends, and somebody might have the bright idea to uh, take some some flowers and roll them inside of some type of paper and they might ignite that paper and we might inhale the aroma that we get from these flowers and when we participate in this type of activity i talk like a motherfucker and i be yapping and sometimes i don't remember who's around when i'm yapping because i just be yapping you feel what i'm saying it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a side effect of the aroma. Okay. And I was probably on a tangent talking about a man named Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson is the reason why we have one of the main reasons why we have free agency in sports the way we have them today. Oscar Robertson is fortunate enough to still be with us. You can look up a Senate hearing that Oscar Robertson had back in the seventies where, um, senators and congressmen, and I say men because there were no women at the time, laughed at him because he thought that he that he should have earned more than $100,000 a year. I say all that to say James Harden turned down $50 million. All right. The Houston Rockets were going to pay James Harden $50 million twice. This season upcoming and the following season. And he said, nah, man, keep your hundred mil. I'm good. If that isn't what the young women call big dick energy, I don't fucking know what is. All right. I remember me being a Chicago Bulls fan and that might be temporary. I'm thinking about not cheering for these fucking bums. And that's another conversation. But I remember we were trying to get Carmelo Anthony in free agency. And um, the team that the Bulls were competing against, I think it was the Knicks. The Knicks had the possibility of offering Melo $50 million more than what we can offer him. And of course he resigned with the Knicks because who's going to give up $50 million? James fucking Harden will. That's who. That's who's going to give up $50 million. Now let me tell you, I don't think it's a good idea uh, 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 if you're interested in winning putting him, Kevin Durant, and, and, and Kyrie Irving on the same team. Some of you guys might know my opinions on Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Irving's the most overrated player in, in modern day, like, like fucking NBA. I don't think you're going to do any winning with Kyrie Irving unless you're LeBron James. And I don't know what Kevin Durant's going to look like coming off of this injury. We know that James Harden, I, I mean, it's going to be great entertainment. It's going to be great to watch, but they ain't going to win. Right. And ain't none of these niggas going to stop a nosebleed. You know what I'm saying? We don't really know what's going to happen. But there's a whole lot of moves. There's a whole lot of shit happening. Um, I'm not really going to go too much into it because there's so much shit going on. And there's going to be so much shit that happens, too, after we record this podcast. Um, I want to congratulate uh, and let me make sure I get this woman's name right. Um, the Miami Marlins uh, hired the first um 
the first GM, the first general manager that is a woman. Oh, my God. I've never seen a name so hard to pronounce that was only five letters. Um, this woman's name is Kim. Mm? Mm? It's her, like her, her last name is NG. Right. Like isn't like what's like N N N G on the period. Oh, no, 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 that's magnesium. That's MG. But like, uh, yeah, Kim mm, is um, this. And she was introduced as the general manager of the Miami Marlins. And that's a big deal. Um, that's a big deal be- for many different reasons. It's a big deal because with with the way baseball is being run, baseball is not being run from a talent perspective so much as it's being run from a data perspective. Where you have a whole lot of these these clubs that are trying to do the most they can with the minimum salaries that they have. Because um, baseball is kind of designed a little bit differently from your other sports. Whereas though the NFL, if you think about how the NFL is set up, the NFL is set up like socialism. What that means is at the at 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 the end of the year, the NFL takes all of the revenue that the league earns and they divide that money evenly amongst all 32 clubs. Okay, Um, so even if you're a team like the Dallas Cowboys and you bring more money into the league versus a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, when it's time to share this revenue, everybody's getting an equal share. All right. Um, Major League Baseball doesn't work that way. That's why the teams that have the money, your New York Yankees, your Boston Red Sox, your L.A. Dodgers, your Chicago Cubs, these teams have massive payrolls because they can afford these massive payrolls. So the teams that don't have as much money have to find other ways to compete, right? Your Tampa Bay Rays, your Oakland Athletics, your Miami Marlins in this case, right? Um, So a, a lot of the stuff that they do in designing their team and setting up their clubs and their lineups and their deals and their transactions and player shifts rely heavily on data. And if you need people to crunch these numbers, a female brain can do that just as effectively as a male brain. It it should not make a difference, right? If you're just basing it off who can analyze this data as well as who can manage these personalities, right? Hey, fellas, let's be real with ourselves. We be fucking tripping and we be tripping off of some bullshit and... It's very difficult for us to say that we be tripping off some bullshit. Feel what I'm saying? Whereas though, say what you want to say, um, even though women do not apologize, women don't be tripping off bullshit as much as men be tripping off bullshit. I'm going to just keep it funky. I'm going to keep it funky. Niggas be, tri- Niggas be tripping off bullshit like, yo, what the fuck that nigga looking at? That type of bullshit niggas be tripping off of. You know what I'm saying? Niggas be tripping off some bullshit like, yo, you look like the nigga that my girl was texting. That type of bullshit be what niggas be tripping off of. Women don't trip. Women don't trip off of that. Women ain't going to be like, yo, that bitch look like the bitch that was sucking quailing dick. You know what I'm saying? Women don't. Women might do some bullshit like get their homegirl to to run through your Instagram all uh, 500 of your Instagram follows and shit and see, you know what I mean? Women might do shit like that, trying to compare likes and shit like that, but you know what I mean? So this is a step in the right direction. If we truly want what you guys are saying that you want. Now, I don't believe that you, we, that, that we as a society want what people say that 
they want. And what I mean by that is um, we're not really here for women doing well in male sports. Right. Like like we're not really here for Jeannie Buss being the 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 owner of a championship NBA baseball, uh, NBA baseball, NBA basketball team. We're not really here for that. Right. Not when she had to to uh, uh, arm wrestle this team away from her brothers who tried to scam it off of her. Right. Not when her ex is Phil Jackson. We're not really here for Jeannie Buss being the leader of men. I'm going to just I'm going to just be real. America, we're not we're not really here for that. It's proof that we're not really here for that. If you look at um, the votes that Jim Crow Joe got over the votes that Hillary got, we're not here for women to be in control as much as we say we're here for it on television. Right. So I wish this Kim woman um, massive success. Because whether she knows it or not, um, it's, it's going to be beholden upon her to keep the door open for other women behind her. Hopefully they don't RBG Kim the way they're RBG and RBG, where they threw that other woman in there to slam the door closed for all the rest of the women coming behind her. Right. Um, but let's kind of keep that theme where we're still because we're still talking about this election. This election is supposed to be over November 3rd. Right. Was when the, the election day wasn't fucking what's the, I don't even know what today, is, but it ain't third. Today is not the motherfucking third, but we still got a nigga in there talking about, hey, man, we got the investigators investigating the investigations. And pretty soon we're going to be able to determine who won this election once the detectives start start detecting the detections. Right. We got motherfuckers analyzing votes, hand counting votes that they already done counted. For who, for what? They had a whole march. A million MAGA march with 9,000 white people in the street. And all of a sudden, cops in D.C. ran out of tear gas. I'm amazed by that. We really need to do something to make sure that these police officers get the, the things that they need to keep these streets safe. Right. Was all of their riot gear and tanks on loan? It's amazing how you got a bunch of people in the street protesting the fact that a black person was unarmed and murdered by the cops. Motherfuckers got shields and guns and rubber bullets and hoses and some more shit. You get 9,000 uncircumcised white boys in, uh, in the fucking city and all of a sudden... <laughs> You know, is this like a uh, uh, is this like a like a like a Peter Parker Spider-Man example and shit with Peter Parker and Spider-Man are never in the same place at the same time? Like Clark Kent, Superman, never together. Right. How fucking Bruce Wayne and Batman don't got no pictures together. Is that is that is that what kind of example this is when, when you know, we look at all these pussy ass white boys in the street beating up people and with no police presence around? I mean, I've given credit to the cops and washington dc for their leniency right but i mean god damn god damn but you know what this is this is a fight amongst white people this is not my fight um my fight things that are more pressing is uh these covid lockdowns and you know what we haven't done this in a while but what a fucking time to get back to uh Hashtag we tried to tell y'all. Hashtag we tried to tell y'all pussies. We still talking about this shit. Hey, man. Well, I'm getting ready to do this podcast that we do. 
right? Um, I looked up COVID deaths, right? Oh man, I I, I just lost it, but you know we're gonna we're gonna get back to that. Let's talk about the states where COVID is motherfucking popping. You hear me? The cases is motherfucking popping in states that probably have one airport. And I don't mean on some shit like how Rhode Island got one airport, even though the cases for Rhode Island are pretty high. Right? You've had 6,000 cases in the last seven days. Cases are pretty high. Right? But I'm talking about that. I'm talking about states like Nebraska. How many, how many airports they got in Nebraska? Probably Omaha. Maybe Lincoln. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't know. Right? Um, Iowa. Right? Minnesota. You know, how many airports is it? Right? They probably just got one. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Maybe they got some other regional shit. I don't know. Right? But like... We first of all, we don't even need two Dakotas. Now, after this uh, COVID shit is over, maybe half the motherfuckers in the Dakotas is going to be dead anyway because y'all was determined not to not to protect yourselves, right? Niggas in Montana is all fucked up. Uh, niggas in Wyoming is all, like, like, hashtag we try to tell y'all. What's up with y'all? America? What the fuck is up with y'all? I know I was joking about you Georgia niggas, and it's, it's, it's you Georgia niggas' turn, particularly you Atlanta niggas. Y'all niggas know y'all diet ain't even healthy enough for y'all to be acting like this around COVID. Y'all niggas don't eat well. Y'all niggas don't eat well at all. I'm, yo, there was some years ago I was dating this young woman that lived in that part of the world. She picked me up from the airport. We started to go get something to eat. We stopped at some restaurant, pick up some food, some little carry-out food and shit. These niggas had chitlins, nigga. And I'm like, God damn, bitch, they selling chitlins to go? And she like, hell yeah, I love them shits. I was like, God damn. Listen, I'm from a certain part of the world, America, where niggas ain't selling no chitlins out they store. And I'm talking about, I mean, truthfully, where I grew up, half them niggas swear they Muslim anyway. Nigga, ain't, you ain't not, you not even getting no, you, and, and I doubt that they sell any kind of halal chitlins, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So that shit ain't even happening. Y'all Georgia niggas know full goddamn well y'all don't like no exercise like that to be out here fucking around with this respiratory disease. Nigga, y'all niggas is tripping. Niggas was in compound thick than a motherfucker the other night for that Gucci Mane, uh, Jeezy shit. And wasn't even no women there, nigga. What the fuck is up with y'all niggas? I know y'all Atlanta niggas a little zesty, but goddamn, nigga. Y'all can't be out, y- y- yo. And compound, nigga. Yo. Man, y'all motherfuckers, y'all motherfuckers is wildin'. Straight up, straight, y'all wildin'. And I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, uh, uh, so, for whatever reason, and and you know what? This is, uh, this is what America deserves. I'm, 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 I'm gonna take a sip. This is what America deserves. Because if we had leadership, if we had a clear-cut national policy, um, things might be a little bit better. But the way they are now, in New York City, they're talking about closing schools and keeping restaurants open. That's double dumb. For who, for what? 
And anybody getting excited about these vaccines, I don't know why. We don't trust no goddamn vaccines in America. Most of all of us is vaccinated, but we don't trust no vaccines. Right? I don't have enough information about this, but whether you're a Democrat, Republican, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're male, whether you're female, you don't fuck with vaccines. Black people feel like vaccines is the reason why their kids got autism. I don't know what white people's issues is with vaccines. I never understood why white people don't trust the government when the government is full of nothing but white people and we feel like we can't do anything on the government level without the approval of white people. I mean, part of the reason why Joe Biden won the motherfucking presidency is because he's a white dude who appeals to other white people. I don't understand why white people don't trust the government, but that's another conversation just for a white person. Yeah, I need maybe you, you maybe if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, you can figure out why it is. But um I think it's dumb that we can't send kids to school, but we can send kids to TGI Fridays. I, I think that that's not something that New York City should be doing, especially if, you know, New, if, if we want to believe that New York City is is a city of smart people. Um, but let's talk about these deaths. Right. So in so. So, oh man, I don't even want to let's 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 go to show all. Right. So for a long time. Can, can I see this whole table? All right, this is from the, no, 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 fuck, let me go back. I want to see this whole table um, of the, not not the CDC, um, here we go, here we go, this is what I was looking for. Now, now I'm going to look at these deaths for COVID, because y'all motherfuckers is insane. Right. All right. We got the United States. So now let's check out the states. Right. Because um, when I checked this last and this was maybe. This was maybe um, two weeks ago when I checked this. Jersey was third in total deaths. Right. What about 16,000 and change? Now, I'm proud to say that New Jersey is still has about 16,000 and change, except New Jersey is now fifth. All right. Um, 34,000 deaths in New York, 20,000 deaths in Texas, 18,000 deaths in California, 17,000 deaths in Florida, 16 and change thousand deaths in New Jersey. 11, almost 12,000 deaths in Illinois, 10,000 in Massachusetts. 9,000 in Pennsylvania, 9,000 in Georgia, 8,000 in Michigan. All right. So when I make fun of these places like North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana and all, all of these places, when I make fun, I'm things like percentage rates and shit like that matter. Right. And from what I from I read a stat where they said like one in 421 people in South Dakota are hospitalized with COVID. Nigga, what? How the fuck you doing that in that little ass big state? Like, it should be... I understand why niggas in New York City can't socially distance. 
You feel what I'm saying? If you know anything about property prices, real estate prices in New York City, nigga, it's it's uh fucking six people in a two bedroom, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to, to get your distance and socially in New York City. Space is a luxury in this part of the world. Space is not a luxury in North Dakota. Y'all niggas is just dumb. Space is not a luxury in South Dakota. Y'all niggas is just dumb. Space is not a luxury in Georgia. Y'all niggas is just dumb. Get it together. Especially if you're going to have uh, 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 goddamn Stacey Abrams talk about niggas need to vote. Here's why niggas need to vote. No, bitch. You need to tell them niggas to wear these motherfucking masks and to keep their asses out of compound. Nigga, what the fuck is up with y'all? Shit crazy. Shit don't make no sense. Let's talk about these vaccines. Um, and I love these. I, yo, I swear, man, America is so fantastic, man. We got Pepsi and Coca vaccines. We got Pfizer coming out with their shit. They talking about, oh, yeah, our shit is 95% effective. We got Moderna coming out with their shit. They like, oh, yeah, fuck what you heard. Our shit about 96% uh, effective, right? Pfizer said that you got to take a double dose of that shit. Keep that shit cool at extremely chill temperatures. Moderna like, yeah, nah, nigga, you just got to take this shit once, nigga. Take this shit at room temperature. You'll be good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that these niggas is fighting, is competing for uh, that number one slot. Unfortunately, it sounds like these niggas is in a race to be the smartest kid with Down syndrome out this motherfucker. Shit just ain't going to work out the way you, the way they think it's going to work out. Or it might. Let me be clear. It just might. If you've ever had the privilege of going on one of those uh, uh, Star Island tours in South Beach, Miami. You'll learn that the biggest, the most nicest house it ain't Gloria Stefan's house. It ain't Diddy's house. It ain't uh, Sylvester Stallone's house. Nigga. It's that doctor nigga that uh, accidentally came up with Viagra. All right. There was a doctor who was uh, uh, doing research on some heart medication. And. Magically invented Viagra. And this nigga has the biggest, nicest house on Star Island. Now, maybe we might have some shit like this where this vaccine is outstanding. It's phenomenal. I'm not confident. I I mean, I don't even take the flu shot, nigga. I don't trust that shit, nigga. Why the fuck they don't give me a goddamn flu shot for free? Cost fucking $80 for a pseudomedicine. I always feel like uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a stand in for Grey's Anatomy when I say a pseudomedicine. Cost you $80 for an pseudomedicine tablet. In the hospital, nigga, you gonna give me a flu shot for free? Oh, nah, I'm cool off that. Plus, uh, you know, if you properly do your Googles when you looked up uh, uh, Zeke Naji, and that's Naji with two N's, by the way. When you look up Zeke Naji's mom, look up uh, the history that, that black Americans have receiving injections for free from the United States government, particularly um, in an area near Tuskegee uh, University. But it is is going to be difficult to see what happens. But I appreciate the competition. I appreciate these two companies competing for it. Um, because shit, I, I don't really we don't really know what's going to happen. With either of them, if any of them work, it, it might be on some like a uh, 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 
on some Blu-ray high, uh, Blu-ray HD DVD type shit. You guys remember that back in the day? But I'm here for the competition. I'm he- I-, I spoke earlier about fleets. I'm here for the Twitter update being good and the Instagram update being shitty. Because now put some pressure on Instagram. And I mean, honestly, man, Instagram might be finished. And the reason why Instagram might be finished is because it's on by Facebook and Facebook been finished. I knew Facebook was finished when my man Al had posted a picture of he and I on Facebook. Shout out my man Al. And uh, my grandmother responded to the picture. She commented, uh, you know, that's my grandson. And Al was like, yo, nigga, who's... I'm not going to say my grandmother's name, but grandma, I love you. And he was like, yo, nigga, who's buzzing? And I was like, nigga, that's my grandmother. Nigga, fuck are you talking to? He was like, oh, nah, nah. She commented. I was like, oh, shit. That's when I knew it was over for Facebook. Facebook is the place where um, the chick you was crushing on back in middle school who was hot than a motherfucker back in middle school and shit, but she fell off a fucking cliff when she sent you that friend request, nigga, and y'all got... 279 mutual friends and shit you like god damn nigga i know that ain't yeah that's 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 facebook facebook is where all the girls go that wear uh fuck underwear with dick holes in them and shit that's what facebook is for nigga facebook is finished and instagram is on its way let me tell you instagram is on its way because the reason why we were on instagram all them hoes is running over the only fans you feel what i'm saying so like and the way that they use or the the social media app that they use to promote the only fans because facebook and instagram don't support nudes is twitter so i get a preview of your only fans because i'm not buying your only fans but i can get a preview of, of of your only fans see you playing with that pussy on twitter oh yeah man twitter's gonna win and you might even put it in a fleet Oh shit! Now, here I am, ready to go. Fuck Instagram, trying to turn into the new Amazon, and good luck, man. Amazon is the new Amazon, especially now that Amazon about to start selling us all the vaccine. Goddamn! Shout out to Jeff Bezos, man. This these niggas started out selling textbooks, and now these niggas are selling dope. Shit, keep America great, motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? We're going to have door-to-door delivery. We're going to have door-to-door delivery of these motherfucking drugs, nigga. We're going to be able to get these drugs shipped to us via drone? Is you like that's where we're going? Hey, man, say what you want about Jeff Bezos, man, but that motherfucker got it. He got America by the balls. You kidding me? You kidding me? We're going to allow Amazon to the Amazon Pharma? You fucking shitting me? Like, this is God, this is the dumbest shit. Not for Amazon. This is amazing for Amazon. Right? Excuse me for one second. <laughs> Excuse me. We got... We got a country... Of overweight, obese people who don't like to read. Who can't leave the house. For whatever reason. Maybe because they don't have a car. Maybe because we're on lockdown. Maybe because they fat ass can't fit through the door. I don't know. 
And now we have a way where not only can you get your prescription drugs sent to you, but your prescription drugs can come to you in the same box as your sex toys. In two days, free shipping. Huh. Goddamn. It is wonderful. It is wonderful out here in these American streets. Right. Um, this is. This is the part of the podcast where we get serious. And I and, and you know what? I was I was joking. I was talking all that shit about COVID and I fucking sneeze. I don't want you bitches to hear shit, nigga. I don't got I don't think I'm healthy as a motherfucking ox, nigga. I may have had a bout of Montezuma's revenge when I got back from Mexico, nigga, but I'm straight. You know what I'm talking about? Um, but what I want to talk about now on 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 a serious note is um white women's feelings and why we shouldn't give a fuck about how a white bitch feel. All right, and this is no offense. I don't want any of my white listeners, male or female, to get offended by this. I'm just here to tell you that if we're going to progress as a society, if you guys truly care about being a society that's centered around justice and equality for all, we need to stop giving a fuck about your pussy ass feelings. All right. Earlier in this podcast, y'all may have heard me talk about Megan Thee Stallion. And Megan Thee Stallion's had a very rough two years. Nobody gave a fuck about Megan's feelings. Nobody, I mean, people publicly on a grand scale, right? We did everything in our power to minimize this woman's feelings. Right. Whenever insert black famous person here is going through something difficult, the rebuttal from the public is always shit. Nigga, if I had that money, I'd be shit. Nigga, if I was doing this, I'd be shit. You give me that opportunity. I do. Shut the fuck up. You blow it. That's what you do. Nigga, just like how you blow everything. I seen this article. Today, where this motherfucker was talking about this white woman in Wisconsin who voted for Trump in 2016. And she was like, oh, my God, I just can't vote for Trump again. And they was making it a big deal about this woman's feelings. Girl, fuck your feelings. Girl, fuck her. Why are we putting the camera in this woman's face talking about how this woman feel? Why we give a fuck about how this woman feel? Why we give a fuck? I'm, I'm dead fucking like, why do we give a, a squirrel fart? About how this fucking woman feels. Right? I bring that up because I read an article about an, about this actress, this British actress, Charlotte Kirk. I've never heard of Charlotte Kirk before. But Charlotte Kirk is, is called the Mogul Slayer. And this is from VanityFair.com. And you know what? Let me um, give the credit. This is from a guy named Mark Seal. On VanityFair.com and, and his article talks about uh, sex and texts, secrets and lies and how the Charlotte Kirk saga blew up Hollywood. And I'm not going to read this article. This article isn't really that well written. Um, 
But it talks about the Charlotte Kirk woman, this actress whom I've never heard of. Not that I'm uh, 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 fucking Gene Siskel or anybody like that, but I've never heard of this woman. Um, and she's forbidden to talk about Brett Ratner or Kevin Shigura, um, Ron Meyer, James Packer. Um, she signed two NDAs in exchange for more than $5 million about four years ago. Um, now she wants to reverse the gag order, saying that she is a victim of sexual misconduct. Bitch, I'm not sure you know how NDAs work. I'm not sure you know how to how, how how that works. But because of how she feels, we gotta listen to her. Right? In this article, this woman says that uh she had sex with Brett Ratner, she had sex with James Packer. Both of these men deny having sex with this woman. This woman says that she gave Brett Ratner fellatio, not because she wanted to, but because she has Asperger's and her autism makes her so socially awkward and she didn't know what else to do. Hey, listen, I've been in situations when I felt awkward and my default wasn't to suck on some dick. That was not my default. When I've never, I, I mean, call me a victim blamer, call me whatever the fuck you want to call me. I've been around a lot of women and there are probably some women that can say that I have made them feel awkward. And let me tell you, I didn't get my dick sucked as a result of making them feel awkward. Maybe maybe I need to skill up. Maybe I need to get the type of bank account that Brett Ratner got. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's a certain financial threshold that you have to get over to where as though you make women feel awkward. You get your dick sucked in the end. I ain't I haven't got there. I haven't gotten there. All right. And. I'm pretty sure you could talk to some sisters who can say, oh, yeah, I was in a situation with a powerful man and I was I I felt this way. I felt that way. And here's how I handled that situation. But you know what's not going to happen after you talk to these sisters? What's not going to happen is Mark Seal from Vanity Fair isn't going to come do a piece on these women, getting them to violate an NDA. That's what's not going to happen. All right. What's not going to happen as a result of this, right, is uh, 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 Benjamin Svetke from LAMag.com is not going to write an article titled Embroiled in Multiple Hollywood Sex Scandals. Charlotte Kirk Breaks Her Silence. Isn't this a violation of a non-disclosure agreement? Isn't this a law? Isn't this against the law in civil court? If somebody breaks an NDA, I mean, don't don't listen. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a lawyer or anything like that. I'm just saying I know a contract is what a contract is. Right. And this woman has all of these. And I mean, come on, like, like, like let's like uh, let's cut the shit with this. Seriously, let's cut the shit now. All right. Let's 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 cut like let's cut the shit. You feel what I'm saying? You suck some dick back in 2011. Probably I I already know how how this happened. Listen, if I'm a big time Hollywood producer, Hollywood director, I see a nice little uh uh young thing floating around and shit. She getting fucking hella flirty. Probably hit the Chardonnay a little bit too hard. And now she coming up time by 
uh, uh, baby, put me in your next movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? Like, <clears throat> listen. On, on a serious note, all right? There are real victims that have stories to tell about how they've been exploited, about how they've been victimized. And nobody gives a fuck about their stories. Nobody is willing to listen to these victims that have been taken advantage, that have been violated to the highest levels of violation. Nobody's here to listen to their stories, gives a shit about their stories because they're too busy talking to Charlotte fucking Kirk. Are you shitting me? Ugh. Throw up. Right? I, you know, this was almost the worst news that I read this week. And I was like, God damn, that's a really good week. If this is the worst news that I heard, Charlotte Kirk, some woman that I never heard of and shit. Here we are over sensationalizing the feelings of some white woman. Just a regular week in America. Pretty good week. Let's close the chapter on this and go about our business. And right when I'm about to do that, motherfucking cow fucking Rittenhouse gets granted bail. Now, I I wish I could say that I'm surprised, but this motherfucker got two bodies. I didn't know you could get bail for murder. I didn't know you could do that. How the fuck are you getting bail for murder? Oh, that's that's fine. Black people can't get bail for murder. Let alone double murder. Now, he shot more than two people, right? I think he killed two people, shot a bunch of motherfuckers, killed two people. Speaking of shooting a bunch of motherfuckers, there 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 was a mass shooting Somewhere in Wisconsin and shit. I, I I saw that minutes before we had started to, you know, record this wonderful podcast. And I remember when when Joe Biden was campaigning, I was like, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's going to win. We're going to go back to normal. I didn't think it was going to be this soon where we have. A mass shooting. During a fucking pandemic at a shopping mall in Wisconsin, I didn't even know they still had open shopping malls in Wisconsin. But yeah, Betty White, right? Um, Last thing that we're going to talk about, and this is a serious, 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 serious topic. Um, We got to talk about these police unions. And there's an article, and I'm reading this from Reuters. And it's by Lisa Girion and Reed Levinson. And um, this article talks about a gentleman named Sylvan Simmons. Uh, his nickname is Tug. Um, on October 26, 2017, uh, jurors fired into the Monroe County courtroom in Rochester, New York, in what seemed to Simmons like slow motion. Some caught his gaze and quickly looked away. Now 36, Simmons had put everything on the line for this moment. He had refused a plea deal and spent 18 months in jail awaiting trial. Keep that in mind. He spent 18 months in jail awaiting trial and these niggas gave a double murder bail. Um, even though losing can mean life in prison. His body, was, his body still carried two bullets from the night in April 2016 when a Rochester police officer shot him three times from behind. The cop, Joseph Ferrigno, insisted that Simmons fired at him first. Ferrigno was not wounded in the encounter. Um, would the four-person stand up uh, in the first count of indictment and against aggravated murder? How do you plead not guilty? 
Uh, he was not guilty of another charge, not guilty of another charge. Criminal possession of a weapon, not in the home or place of business. He was found guilty. Simmons was stunned. The court was a, wasn't as serious as the first two. Blah, 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 blah. Um, why is it that the only union that white people in politics don't have a problem with is a police union? We've pretty much eradicated labor unions as it pertains to powerful unions in these United States, right? Like, like you know, Teamsters used to be a big deal. Um, the Stevedore Union with the dock workers used to be a big deal, right? I find it wildly ironic that the more and more black people get into these positions where uh, they get these union jobs, these union gigs, all of a sudden these unions don't become as powerful as they used to be, except for the police union. So there's um what what's what what's the uh uh you know I'm not going to read this article because I'm not going to read the fucking dickhead um Mazio uh fucking police union, uh you know what I'm saying the fucking dickhead guy I'm not going to read that some of you may have seen that show Trial 4 that's on Netflix um I watched half of the first episode and then I remembered the the promise I made to myself not to volunteer for sadness. Um, only in America. Because America's very concerned about protecting whiteness. Do we allow these incompetent, shitty police unions to operate the way that they operate? We would not allow that in any in, in any shape, form or fashion. And in, in, I mean, we wouldn't allow most of the shit that we allow our government to do if it affect if we thought it affected our lives in any major way. And if you're white, you don't think it affects your life. You feel what I'm saying? If you're white, you don't think that the shit that President Trump does affects your life. Nowhere. Think about think about where you guys work. You guys that are listening to this podcast, think about where it is that you work. Think about what you had to do to get your job. If you have a decent job right now, if if you know what I'm saying, I I'm I'm, I'm you know I mean, if you got some more bullshit, no shade, but I'm not talking to y'all niggas with shitty jobs. Think about where you work, the corporation that you work for, and think about if Donald Trump could pass a background check to work at your job, right? I know for a fact Donald Trump can't. He can't do my job. He's, he would not qualify to do my job. Seriously. I don't know how many back, I don't know how many fucking bankruptcies Trump has had, but uh, you can't have one to do my job. Seriously. The president of, no, no, and, and this is, this is, this is this is dead ass. He, you don't need a background check to be president. Right? You don't need a background check to be president. And when you start looking up some of the backgrounds of some of these police officers, you would think that you don't need a background check to be a police officer. And the only crime that cops get convicted of i mean are your kind of no like like where like you can't even get it off right like that 
piece of shit in, uh, what was that, fucking Oklahoma, that cop that was raping all of those women, like, yo, bro, there's no way that, nigga, you was out here raping chicks, coming at them, nigga, your DNA is in, like, seven bitches, nigga, we, you gotta go to jail. But cops get away with shooting motherfuckers on tape, unarmed, and get leave. Yo, yesterday, two black kids in Florida, the cops put 35 bullets in their car. And then they said that these kids committed suicide. Hey, listen, man, if you want to kill yourself that bad, you shoot yourself 35 fucking times. I, I mean, you either really, really, really strong or your gun is really, really, really weak. How the fuck you, how the fuck you take, how, how you, how would take 35 bullets for you to shoot yourself, nigga? Shit crazy out here. And only in America. Only in America do we factor in people's feelings. Well, not people, white people. Factor in white people's feelings about shit. That bitch ass nigga. Geraldo Rivera's out there talking about uh, uh, we need to nickname getting a vaccine to Trump because of Donald Trump's feelings. Fuck Donald Trump's feelings, nigga. Fuck his feelings as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew. Donald Trump's feelings. I don't give a cunt hair about Donald Trump's. Are you kidding me? Feelings? Feelings, nigga feelings we sitting here i supposed to be the franchise player and we ain't here talking about feelings feelings i thought this was america and we talking about these white people feelings some shameful shit out here man right we got a whole lot of work to do and um i'm not gonna be able to do it Cause I'm about to get drunk. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast. We are on hella platforms: Google Play, Stitcher, um, fucking Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whole lot of shit, whole lot of gang shit. Um, oh, before I go, at, at, well, I'm I will. I will leave a note for myself to talk about this on the next podcast because uh, I'm very, very proud of these two people. Shout out Tiffany Hawkins. Um, Shout out Boomer. Um, Alan Boomer. And uh, I'll I'll tell you some good things, some cool things about them the next time we get together. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If this is your first time listening, subscribe, rate, and comment. Follow me at Mitchell Brown underscore after the Brown. And um, I'm going to talk to y'all next week, man. Y'all be safe. Y'all take it easy. Take care of yourselves. You feel me? Yeet it.